0: I Declare War book series begins in two weeks. Wow. Can't believe this book's got to I can't to even, out.
1: like, describe the feelings that are inside me when I watch that video. It's like my soul's rumbling.
0: Yeah, it's good. I like that. It's
1: amazing. I'm Hey, so well, we're so
0: glad you're here for the finale of the Once a Man, Twice a Child series. And such a special week to, to close this out. And we just kind of want to... Uh, reflect on a little bit what, what we've been through, and then just really uh, look charge into the future with with a heart uh, for all the seasons of life that come our way, that's as that's so really good. been the the goal of this series: the seasons of life and what to do about them. Once a man, twice a child. Yeah. And if you have a Bible, we're going to be in the book of First Corinthians, chapter sixteen, as we begin. Uh, as always, shout out all locations, church online.
1: So glad on you're here
0: just jumping in now, uh, we're talking about being young. We're talking about getting old. And we're talking about kind of everything in between. And uh, this week, the the title of the message that we're going to kind of speak together and kind of talk about, uh, and it's going to be a really special time, is the shoulders of giants. The shoulders of giants. What do you think about that?
1: I love it. I'm excited to to preach with you today.
0: Yeah, can't wait to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Here, you are. Here we are. Here we are. That's amazing. So First Corinthians 16, <laughs> a little setup on that. Uh, basically, Paul ministered in the city of Corinth, which is uh, a city that, that he came to, busy, money, uh, crazy city, um, and preached the gospel, starts this church and goes well. But then he eventually, from the city of Ephesus, is writing back to deal with some issues that is going on. And he's telling them, in the part we're going to jump in on, that he is sending his uh, apprentice, Timothy, their way. And he's basically, in this passage we're going to read, setting up Timothy for success. He wants Timothy to straighten some stuff out, because y'all, y'all, the city of Corinth was cray-cray. I mean, in a major, major way, it was dysfunctional. And Timothy was going to sort of you know, help step in and help out in a leadership capacity. Uh, but, but he knew that Timothy needed, basically, uh, to be set up for success uh, before he got there. So let's jump in the passage, and we'll just kind of make sense of it as we go.
1: Starting in verse 10. If Timothy shows up, take good care of him. Make him feel completely at home among you. He works so hard for the master, just as I do. Don't let anyone disparage him. After a while, send him on to me with your blessing. Tell him I'm expecting him and any friends he has with him.
0: So Paul knew that Timothy needed this setup because the city would be likely, the people there he knew would be likely to look down on Timothy because he was young. Right. He knew that the likelihood of a lot of people in the church would be like, whatever, and not listen to what he has to say because he's a younger. Why? Because it's common for old people to look down on young people. Right. But that cuts both ways because it's also common for young people to look down on old
1: people. Exactly. Well, I love in how the Amplified in verse 11 says, uh, so see to it that no one despises him or treats him as if he were of no account or slights him. Um, I love that Paul's just like... Hey, heads up, make sure this doesn't happen, because this is important that you see. You'll look at him, him mm-hmm. but
0: write him off because of what you see. Yeah. And I think in our day and age, it, it it primarily maybe happens the other way around, where it's young people looking at old people and and writing them off as though there's not the value that's actually there because of the age.
1: Right. It's interesting to see sometimes just that that dishonor and disrespect that you can kind of tell it's like Oh yeah, they're old. They've seen some stuff, but they don't know what it's like now, or they don't know what it, they don't know what it's like to be young. Um, it's interesting to see that flip the other way too, of older people thinking, yeah. "Oh, well, he's young. He does has, He hasn't lived any life. He doesn't know what he's talking Green. about. Yeah, yeah.
0: You haven't lived. You know, we'll, we'll see how that how you, you think when you've had when you've gone through a few things, right? right? And 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 in this culture, I think we idolize youth. You know, and it's such a cult of youth. And we worship at this idol of being young and that just that idea. And then people spend so much money looking young. and we, I, So I think there's kind of a tendency to think that there's, there's, there's nothing worthwhile in, in someone who's old. Right. Uh, USA Today did a, a study a while back where they asked people in America, would you want to live to see the age 100? How many of you want to see? And you, if you could believe it, over 30% said no. 30% said, I do not want to live to be 100 years Gosh. old. What that means is one out of three people in America would rather be dead than old. Gosh. Because they're saying there's no value. There's nothing to find worthwhile in old age.
1: Right. And the thing is, is that old age isn't something that is to be dreaded or avoided or um, or dismissed or disregarded, but it's something to be celebrated and something to be admired that, uh, that there are old in years and hopefully old in wisdom. And yeah. it's just an interesting thing that you almost even think, even how this day and age, it's like we're trying to find the creams and the things that will make us not look old, but just to stay um, young. Forever and, young. Yeah. And there's just this uh, thing on getting older that people don't want to be. They'd rather die than get older. Proverbs so 26, crazy. though,
0: tells us this. Look at this. This is amazing. Oh, Proverbs 16. This is a different perspective on old age. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. Mm. Now, that's a big if. And this, by the way, is why when Jenny tries to pluck the one gray hair I got on my beard, <laughs> I won't let her. It's right there. She's like, no, 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 I'm earning this. Because it's this, almost
1: like one of these things just doesn't belong here. Because it's I just in right. the way
0: of righteousness. <laughs> yeah. But what this verse doesn't say is old is automatically wise. Because the thing is, it says it has to be in the way of righteousness. Do you see, we have this way of, of looking at life. It's like there's the there's, there's young, and there's, there's old, and, and one is good and one is bad. The truth is you can be young and wicked, and you can be old and foolish. Right. So the key is what's on the inside in your heart, what God, God's doing in your heart. Because right. wise, righteous young people become righteous old people. Mm-hmm. And wicked young people become wicked old people. So true. Time doesn't change you. It just makes you more of what you are. And so the, the key is to let God do a work in your heart. Yes. But but for all of us to not look down on, on being advanced in years. Because when we open scripture, we see so many of the people God used in powerful ways in the Bible, they began their most powerful works when they were advanced in years. Right, we Moses, see. Yeah, Moses, Abraham, Abraham, Noah, mm-hmm. so many of these, these epic people were, were 80 plus when they began being used by God in significant ways.
1: Right. And you also see it not only in scripture, but also in history. Um, we see John Pemberton invented Coca-Cola at age 55. John Glenn went to space at age 77. Noah Webster completed his American dictionary of the English language at age 66.
0: Peter Roget invented the thesaurus. I didn't know there was a day there where there wasn't one, but <laughs> when did he do it? Age 73.
1: Colonel Sanders started KFC at age 65.
0: Hey! <laughs> no one celebrates that. Uh I like fried it. food secretly we <laughs> like it. Right? Benjamin Franklin signed the Declaration of Independence at age 70.
1: Ronald Reagan entered politics at age 55.
0: And Nelson Mandela was elected president of South Africa at age 75. Gosh. So don't let no one tell you you can't begin powerfully to yeah. do things for God and for this world. When you are advanced in years. Exactly.
1: Don't stop inventing. Don't stop creating. Don't think. I'm I'm, I'm way far past this age of doing this. We just keep... But similarly, God
0: it. uses young people God yes. God uses kids the fi- the little boy who brought the five loaves and two fishes, right. the little girl who 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 pointed Naaman, the general of Syria to go to the man of God and get baptized seven times in the muddy Jordan River so his heart and his skin could be made brand new. there's yes. so many young people used significantly in scripture
1: right, and it's such a season of vitality and power and um, and young people shouldn't be dismissed either. And that's
0: why Paul told the church at Corinth, don't you be disrespecting this young man of God who shows up and has God's word in his heart and has my approval on his life. But you know what's interesting? He didn't just tell Corinth not to despise Timothy, Timothy's youth. He also had to tell Timothy not to despise Timothy's youth. Yes. Read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12 for us. Look at it right there on the screen. It says, when he shows up. I don't want you, oh, no, no, he's talking to Timothy here. Let no one despise or think less of you because of your youth. Mm. But set an example, what does he say? Be a pattern for the believers in speech and in conduct.
1: Yes. Well, and God, obviously God doesn't want us old people to dismiss the young, young people to dismiss the old. Um, he wants us to embrace and, and see the value of all people together. And that's the unity yeah. Of the church,
0: and that's what we want this house to be.
1: Yes, um, it's the opposite of division. It's it's embracing every season. It's it's seeing the beauty of the old, the beauty of the young, and the beauty of of the two and all the ge- all the seasons, all the generations mixed together yeah, and working sure. together.
0: Not either, not or, but both and together. Listen, church, we are better together. Yes, we're better together.
1: Well, and. And in this house, I see people who who embrace each other and love each other and, and learn from each other and serve alongside each yeah, other. And there's that. this thing, um, and it's... A multicultural thing. There's cultures that they still, that families live together. There's the great-grandmother living with the great-grandson and all the generations in between. But um, I read that it's happening more where there's the multi-generational uh, housing, the multi-generational living situation where the younger people who maybe are starting their family, they don't have the money to buy their own house, but they also need to be taking care of their their grandparents. and um, And I just I love this picture. I I grew up with the the Filipino culture around me. I we don't practice it but I wish we did, but I just, I love that family, the culture, the seeing your grandma and learning from your grandma how to cook a meal and, um, and grandparents teaching their kids. And, and I just, I love that. And I just see that as God's heart and God's house, as we're serving and working together, we're, we're doing it together. We're, we're learning from the old. The old is learning from the young and teaching and using every opportunity. Hey, this is what I've done in my life. This is the mess- mistake I made in my life. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful together, um, serving God together. And we
0: celebrate the fact that right here within Fresh Life, we got Paris Becker, who's 16 years old, yes. serving at her church. She's the vice president of yeah, her local Paris. high school. But she shows up depressed to Fresh Life. She gets touched by God, gets baptized with her brother. Amazing. Listen to this. She's now serving in Fresh Life Kids with a great attitude, volunteering. Her campus pastor says, if you want something done, you can always count on Paris. Yes. Fresh Life's better because we got a 16-year-old serving right here within the house.
1: Love you, Paris. And we have Stu Adams who's 80 years old, yeah, part of our on. church, loves this house, shows up every week with his I'm Happy to Help t-shirt. Come on. Um, he is serves with guest services. He's been through so much in his life, he was a sailor, a real estate agent. He got bit
0: by a dolphin. He was
1: a business owner. Like he's, he, he has some stories that I want to hear more of. But, um, but he's faithful and and loving this house. He and his wife Debbie love them. His love you guys pastor so much. Says
0: he's the most godly person I no. Wow. Fresh Life's better because we got Paris serving in the house alongside Stu. Yes. But we also got who do we have? We have Tatum Caldwell 16 years old. Jackson Wyoming. She gets to 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 come to church, serve on production. She Amazing. brings friends. She's got an infectious spirit and I just think that Fresh Life's better because we have someone like Tatum, Tatum. Caldwell serving, serving in Serving God at
1: 16 and we have 16 Mark years old. Yes, we have Mark Matheny a 65 years old who um who serves with Fresh Life Kids and guest services and just has the heart he is the founder of uh, UDAP bear spray um, but he And he
0: founded it because his life was saved when him His and the friend, friend got saved his life by a bear.
1: um so his heart is to to More. share Jesus with people but also to save people's lives Hello. through bear spray and what an amazing thing but he his heart is to to serve and love this house alongside uh these young people too so it's just it's so special come on it's the so old special. with the
0: young the young with the old, the old it's the all young. of us better together and you know the, right. the more we look at life the way god sees it the less we're looking at what category we can shove people into right you know because the bible says that god thinks a lot about generations i mean look at jenny read us uh, acts chapter 2 verse 39
1: For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call.
0: God looks past you today and sees your children. And he looks past your children and he sees your children's children who are today afar off. But he sees them all as being those the Lord our God has called. Yes. He looks at us all and he sees all the generations. The Bible actually says God is faithful to a 1,000 generations. Now, when we see see the word generation, we're at a disadvantage because of our culture. And what do we think? Boomer. Millennial, we think the greatest generation. We think uh, we 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 put them in these rigid categories, but that's not how God sees generations. The Bible looks at generations as all the people who are living on the earth at one time. Wow! All the people who are living on the earth at one time. So we're not all in these different generations. God looks at us all as those the Lord our God has called, mm-hmm. and He's faithful to a thousand generations looking forward. Right. So the more we see His heart, the more we just see people that we can learn from people that God wants to use, people that God is 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 using in their hearts and in their lives in a journey. Yeah. And it's less about how old and how young they are.
1: Right. And it, and it's nice to talk about. I mean, we talk about unity and let's work together and the old people, let's work with the young people. Let's do it together. But but what is that practically yeah. going to take? What is that going to it's take for take us? It's going to take a
0: childlike faith, yes. but not childishness. Mm. And that's where this series has really just had us at the nexus of, of those two things in tension. And I like how C.S. Lewis put it. You know, he, he, in his book, The Silver Chair, he was talking about how in heaven, we're not going to have an age that we are. You know, we're not, we're, there's a timelessness to heaven. And he shows this by, in the final format of Narnia, it's kind of like a heaven like environment. And there, they're, just, they're kind of describing like, I can't really tell what a someone is. He's young, and he almost like, he's like there's childlikeness to him, but then, but then he's also like mature. It's almost like this childlike faith, but also a deep maturity, seasoned wisdom. And then I love how he puts it. He kind of explains look at it. He says this exact line He says, People have no particular age in Aslan's country even in this world, of course, is the stupidest children who are the most childish and the stupidest grown-ups who are the most (laughs) grown-up. So the goal is to have the heart like a little kid, but to have that wisdom and maturity that God wants to put in your heart of someone who's put away childish things. Amen? Amen. So what are the ingredients for that that, that church that we all say to one another, you can stand on my shoulders, but also where we're willing to stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us?
1: Well, it's going to take humility and honor humility and honor as opposed to the pride that so easily wells up in us and the disrespect, when, especially when you don't understand something. And I feel like um, young people, it's hard to understand older people because they live in a different age. Maybe they dress differently and they just view life differently. And for old people, like... I honestly, I'm gonna go off on a tangent, but I feel like sometimes I was born in the wrong decade because I, am having, I have a hard time keeping up with him and his technological uh, wonder and um, knowledge. I honestly have such a hard time, and I get, I get along so well with with seasoned people. I honestly like, I could just hang out with them and ask them questions and and learn. And um, so I think sometimes it's hard though to understand people who aren't in the same season of life you're, and it's easy to, to judge. It's easy to, to think, well, I actually know better than you because I've lived longer or, well, I actually know better than you because you don't even email or whatever. I think we have to have that, that willingness yeah. and that it humility. It takes humility.
0: David McCullough is an author. I, I love to read his historical works and he said that it's so easy to practice what he calls a historical intellectual snobbery where you read about someone 100 years ago, 500 years ago and you automatically judge them thinking that you would do so much better than, than they did wow, in gosh. the age they were in. And so you read about the Revolutionary War, and you're like, well, yeah, but these idiots had slaves. <laughs> yeah, and is slavery right or wrong? Of course it's wrong. And But we assume that if we lived in their age, we would know to say, well, not just the Revolutionary War we're going to fight, we're also going to issue slaves. And what we don't do is give them the benefit of the doubt that they were doing the best that they could in the age that they were living in. Wow. And he's not making an excuse or justifying anything of the past, but he's just saying the easiest thing in the world to do is to assume that you somehow know better than those who came before you. Right. And and the truth is, I think it's easy to practice historical intellectual snobbery, not when we're talking about 200 or 500 years, but when we're talking about 30 or 40 or 50 right. years. And it's to so assume true. that our grandparents are morons and assume that our parents don't know anything right. because they don't have the, the the culture that we have in our hearts and in our lives.
1: Exactly, yeah. Well, we have this passage from First Kings Um that we want to share with it you. It kind of
0: shows the lack of humility, doesn't it?
1: Right. It's kind of it's it's good to learn what to like look to people and learn what to do, but also look to people and learn what not to do. Yeah. First um, Kings chapter twelve, starting in verse four. Your father was a hard master, they said. Who's they?
0: So the nation of <laughs> Israel had Give just crowned Solomon's son king. He's on the throne now, brand new king, young guy. Solomon dies, best king outside of David Israel ever had. And now you have all of a sudden this, this, uh, this young guy on the throne. And there had been a lot of taxes because Solomon had a lot of building projects. The whole temple had to give them, So taxes were crazy. So the people came uh, to the, 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 the new crown king and were telling him basically some advice uh, about their desire to follow him. But, but they're, they're advising him on how to lead the country in a way that would cause them to want to follow him.
1: Mm, okay. So they said, your father was a hard master. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon. What is your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you're willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice, he asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the bur- burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little fingers thicker than my father's waist. What does that even mean? Yes. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions.
0: <laughs> not great advice. It's not a good speech. It
1: seems very difficult, like a difficult thing to do, to yeah, beat but someone with scorpions. we've all had friends like that, haven't we? It's true. Yeah. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam (laughs) Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of the Lord, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nabat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. And that began a
0: civil war because he chose to not stand on the shoulders of the wise men who counseled his father he wrote them off and only listened to young, inexperienced people. That's what happens when we neglect. We can be foolishly, and with a lack of humility and a lack of honor, not stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us. And we assume they know nothing, and, and we, we do that. But listen, it's not just possible to lack humility and honor as, just as young. It's also to do the same thing when you're old. And then to be at a place where you should be letting those stand on your shoulders—that that expression came from Isaac Newton, by the way. People praise him, "Oh, you discovered so much!" He said, "I stand on the shoulders of giants who came before me. Wow. I would never have figured Love this out that. if they didn't figure that, that out." Humility. But it can be possible to be older and not want to give a leg up to the younger generation because we we still want to have our time to shine. We see that in the book of 1 Samuel when, when Saul, the king, started to get really kind of like antsy about David. The day that began, he should have been saying, stand on my shoulders, but look what he did instead.
1: Right, 1 Samuel 18. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, And to me, they have ascribed only thousands. Now, what more can, we, can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. Ooh, Gosh.
0: I think what really got him was, because they, they both fought battles. Saul had fought battles. Now, David was being used in a greater way on the battlefield. I think what really got Saul, though, wasn't just when they started to sing this song, Saul has slain his thousands but David is tens of thousands. I think he got really mad when Skrillex remixed, remixed it. <laughs> and then eventually there was a country western cut that right. came out. And it was, you know, Saul may have killed a rabbit, but David got himself a buck. <laughs> Saul drives, you know, a Prius, but David got himself a truck. And when when that one got on the radio, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Very I mean, good. it just drove him crazy. <laughs> but But the heart behind that is is that Saul should have looked at David in his eyes uh, like God looks on us with his eyes. I see you. You're called. I'm I'm celebrating the successes. But he was jealous, and he thought David being used meant that that he was unimportant. And so he actually, instead of putting his shoulder towards David, he put his shoulder against him and tried to oppose. And it didn't go so well for Saul. So we need to lead with humility and honor. And this also means that we we need to take care of our aging parents. That's part of what it looks like. Because the Bible says we're to honor our father and mother. This is Exodus chapter 20. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land. And when you're young, that, that looks like obedience and respect. Mm-hmm. But when they began to age in years, it looks like practically taking care of them. I had a little taste of that this past week. My my mom uh, had a heart surgery to replace uh, the battery on her pacemaker, and they had to go in and and I, I just so happened. I mean, it was just the will of God, but just so happened to have the chance to be in the city she lives in, Albuquerque, New Mexico, on the day. And I called her to tell her I had a free day on a tour we were on. I'm going to be in the city, and she goes. I said, well, I'd love to take you to breakfast. She goes, actually, I'm at, they're going in and take the battery out. I'm really nervous about this. And I said, Mom, could I, take, could I pick you up and take you home? Could I?" She goes, oh, you don't, I don't want you to do that. I'm like, no, no, it would be an honor. God sent me here on this free day wow. to be here. And I thought as I was in that hospital room and they were wheeling her in and, 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 and she was waking up from the anesthesia and I got to put her in my, my rental car and drive her to her house and make sure she had stuff in her fridge and help her get her prescription for the pain medication, I just thought about the day she brought me home from the hospital. Hmm. You know, my mom doesn't have a husband to, c- to cover, she's a single woman, so she doesn't have a man in her life. And so, on that day, along with my siblings, I got to be uh, full circle what she had been to me, and, and it was just such a precious, uh, special responsibility. Yeah,
1: love that. You're such a good son.
0: Oh, well, gosh, I, I thank you. Um, <laughs> so and Jesus came, came down on yeah. those. Uh, in his day who, who found convenient ways to get out of, of doing that from their heart right. as, as they were able to do so. So that's the first ingredient, humility and honor, both from the old and from the young.
1: Yes. Um, but this also is going to take security and confidence. And that's our second point, security and confidence. It, it, we really have to be in a place where we know who we are. We know that we're young. We know that we're in the middle. We know that we're old. And being confident that we're In the season that we're in for such a time as this, I think if we can lean into uh, that—that security in who God has made us to be, the the decade that He allowed us to be born in, the uh, the confidence in the fact that we're His child, but that we get to partner with each other, young and old, there's this strength that comes from that. You know, where
0: there's security and confidence. You can be in a season when you feel like there's more in you that's being u- than, than is being utilized. You know, maybe within your heart, you just feel like there's so much more in you. But perhaps the team you're on at church, or the team you're on at school, or a boss you have in your life, you feel like they're not seeing what God put in you. You're, you, have a, you have a confidence that God, in due season, right. is going to bring that out, yes. and that no one can stop you. So When you're insecure, and when you're in a rush, and you're not confident in God's timing, you know, you don't trust that he can bring you out of, of the prison to make you the, the prime minister like Joseph. You're not antsy, but when, when 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 you're confident, you just trust he's got it under control, that's right. and so you can be in a season of development and trust, and not have to not have to try and put yourself out there, and not take yourself out of a situation of being under authority or being in a season of development, and you just trust God's got it. And when my season comes, he's going to exalt yeah, me. No one's going to be able to stop that's that. Right. I trust God. Amen. I trust what he's doing.
1: Yeah. It's, a beautiful, it's beautiful to see it played out, that security and confidence. And I think
0: when you're, when you're old and you're confident and secure, you can be like Paul and celebrate and send out Timothy. And, and you're encouraging
1: the other people, don't despise him. Don't neglect him. We're, we're celebrating him and what God's Paul doing Paul could have done him. the
0: exact opposite. Yeah, Timothy, go preach there. And then in the letter being like, that guy's an idiot. He's <laughs> taking all my speaking opportunities. What is he? Th-? You know what I mean? Right. And kind of like set him up for, for a failure when, when he got there. Right. And that's, that's sort of what Saul was doing. There's a great example in John where the exact opposite of what Saul did is done.
1: Yes. John 3 and verse 26. They came to John and said, Rabbi, you know the one who was with you on the other side. Let
0: me me pay back what you did. Who's the they?
1: Oh, this is John's disciples. So... John had his disciples, his followers, um, and they're coming to to John and asking him some questions, kind of tattling a little bit, it seems like, because Jesus was doing some awesome things. And um, so here they come to to John. Uh, They came to John and said, Rabbi, you know, the one who is with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you authorized with your witness, Well, he's now competing with us, he's baptizing too, and everyone's going to him instead of us. John that Anson. never
0: happens in the church today. No one ever <laughs> no, no one ever has never. their eyes on another church and how it's being used nope. and, and instead of focusing on Jesus. That, it was just back then. Nope. Some, yep. no, one, no one ever has their eyes on any other ministry or company. No one ever is worried and jealous and insecure. No comparison. No, no, no. No one ever has to take pot shots about someone else to make <laughs> themselves feel val- valued on Twitter. That's just the thing that they I used sense- to do.
1: I sent some sarcasm. A little
0: bit, a little bit. Okay.
1: Um, John answered It's not possible for a person to succeed. I'm talking about eternal success without heaven's help.
0: Oh, say it again. It's
1: not, po- it's not possible for a person to succeed, and I'm talking about eternal success without heaven's help. So
0: no one can be used in a great way by God without God's hand on them. And so for any of us to, to feel insecure because someone else is being used is for us to oppose God, Gosh. who's chosen to use someone. Right. So if we're secure that God, who's using them, can use us, too, we'll be comfortable in our own skin, we'll be confident that God has yes. a plan, Amen. and we'll be able to celebrate when God does something exactly. else through someone else's life or someone else's ministry or someone else's business. Exactly.
1: But then John goes on, and this is the kicker. He says, he must increase, and he's talking about Jesus. He must increase, but I must decrease. Ugh. And that's the whole, like, that is the whole point. That the whole point is that we're lifting up Jesus and that we're secure and confident in the fact that we just get to be pointing people to Jesus. We yeah. just get to be saying, hey, our lives were radically changed look at what Jesus did. Come and see, come and see. I think Someone there's just Someone said, that. and
0: I love it so much, imagine how much bigger your life would become if you became smaller in it.
1: And so many of us, our lives
0: can't become big because we see ourselves so big. But if Jesus becomes big in your life, big in your story, then you become small, you decrease, and you just celebrate what God's doing. And it actually makes you positioned and postured and able for God to use when you're not trying to tear someone down to build yourself up. And you have that sweet spirit of a J the B.
1: J the B. Come on. And you're, you're, you're focused on the collaboration, working with each other. Co laboring.
0: Because ministry is not a self centered competition. It's collaboration to fulfill the Great Commission. Come on, what we want in the church, what we want in the kingdom of God. We celebrate what God's doing in other churches. We celebrate what God's doing through other preachers. We celebrate everything God's doing. We're on the same team. If we're preaching Jesus, if it's all about grace, if it's all about the cross, then come on, let's let's see heaven full. Let's see hell empty. Ministry is not competition. It's collaboration. And that's true old to young, young to old. It's true with every Every race, every Amen. distinction, heaven is a diverse place. Every tribe, every tongue, every language, every nation, every y- young people who get saved go there. Old people who get saved go there. It's all about what Jesus is doing. Amen. So Gosh, that's the I second that security so and confidence. Yes.
1: Um, third, what will it release? It's going to release a commitment to legacy and a light touch. A commitment to legacy and a light touch. Mm. Uh, we know what's, what is God's favorite math? Multiplication. 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 So we know that what, what this is going to release, this uh, working together, this old and young seeing eye to eye and learning from each other and loving one another and working with each other, we're going to see God's multiplication through it.
0: Yep. And it, But it has to have a mentality that's focused on legacy. Yeah. And it has a light touched on on us needing to be the ones to do everything.
1: Exactly. And, and
0: I, I love so much this mentality that says, I'm older, so I'm going to find young people and young on the journey, young actually in years. Because you can be young on the journey, but old in years. Hmm. Think about That's that. That's true. Uh, you, you could be 80 years old and just get saved. You're young on the journey. Right. And, and, and yet you're advanced in years. And you could be, have been saved for a long time, but not have moved forward in the walk with God and need to be that. So, so I think we, we say when we're advanced, we look and say, I want to find the shoulders to give to you. Hey, let me help, let me prop you up. Let me help you up. But, but also being young and knowing God might call me to offer my shoulder, and that's been a great privilege and honor for yeah. me. I, I think about last week, uh, I, was, I was with a, a friend of mine who's a pastor who's, who's lived on this earth six decades for a long time, been preaching for a long time. And I'm, I've not been in ministry f- as long as, as he. I've been, not been alive for as long as he's been in ministry. Wow. And, and yet, um, he said, I'm working on this message for my sermon, and you have any ideas for where I could take it in the text? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And God just spoke to my heart, and I gave him this text. I gave him a title, worked on a couple little things. He's like, I'm going to preach that. I'm going to steal it. I said, don't steal it. It's yours. It's, it's just, you don't steal it. Don't give me credit. It's just yours. Love and it. he goes, well, what are you preaching? <laughs> and I said, oh, man, I have this dream in my heart, and I want to I preach a message called the kick uh, and he, yeah. here's where I think I'm gonna take it from Caleb, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, you ought, you ought to Google, you had a Google track stories of people who kick too soon." And then okay. you could say something like, our, our culture wants you to kick too soon for, for far too small a
1: prize. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm Hello. gonna steal it. He
0: goes, don't steal it, it's yours, you <laughs> preach it. So I wrote his sermon, he wrote my sermon, why? Because we both said, I got some shoulders. Yes. I didn't skip shoulder day, Amen. but it's not just for me. I'm not hoarding my ideas. Here's my shoulder, come on. And come that's on. why we as a church, put our sermons and our content up on the open network and hundreds and hundreds of churches are able to download right. our worship songs and our sermons amazing. and graphics. We want to, when we release a book, we want to say, hey, would you like to do an Eyes of a Alliance series? Here's my sermon notes. Here's my video content. Yes. You want to have I Declare War in your city? I met a pastor last week. He said, I'm planning my I Declare War series. I said, amazing, shoulder up. And I'm learning from other churches. Yeah. We're able to say our mind is legacy. Our, 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 we have a light touch on our part yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. That has to be our spirit.
1: Yes, and I mean, just imagine Saul in that situation. Imagine how it would have been so different if he had heard these songs and heard these jingles and heard these tunes and was like, "Man, what what are these people singing about?" And he had heard that same thing, but had the heart of, "Wow, like yeah, I slain my thousands, but David has tens of thousands. That's amazing. I can't believe what we're doing together. We would, we we would." Uh, we're doing more together. Like, how different would that mentality have been? His life would have gone a lot better. Was all the
0: interpretation because he heard yeah. tens of thousands David, only thousand Saul. So he's seeing scoreboard. I do one thousand, he does ten thousand. Right. If he saw, if he had the revelation of my blessing, you, mm-hmm. everything that God does through you is fruit to me. There's I've yeah. ownership in it. Then he would have just heard and, and walked away, going, "Oh my gosh, we've touched eleven thousand people. Me a thousand, him ten. Ta- we touched eleven thousand people. Yeah. Come on, everything that God does through someone you encourage and you." Get give a shoulder up to you. He's doing it through you. Exactly. This is how we can be old and lacking sometimes in energy, Mm -hmm. even in physical ability, but be running a faster pace at the end of our race because we give so much more time and so much more effort, not just to what we're doing, but to those who are coming up and we're serving them and knowing that what they do is God flowing yes, through us too. Yes,
1: yes. I just want to quickly say, don't be afraid with Fresh Life groups to get in a group where there's multi-generations. Um, our, uh, Brad Bulls was telling us that he's in a group with, where he and his wife are probably by 15 years younger than everyone else, but what a, an amazing thing that is how much wisdom they're getting. And so for you, If obviously we want you to be in a group where you're comfortable maybe with, your, with peers your age, but don't be afraid of being in a group with younger people. Yeah. Don't be afraid of being in a group with older people where you can learn and grow in, in amazing ways.
0: John Maxwell in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. When you throw the word irrefutable in the title, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown down somebody. I mean, it's like... Hello. He said this, this is rule number 20 the law of explosive growth. To add growth, lead followers. But to multiply, lead leaders. And that to heart, to not just have people do what we tell them, but to train them up, raise them up, send them out to be used by God to sing and to lead and to build and to grow, and to know that everything God does through them he says he sees as being a part of your yes. journey. And that's why we are going to be a church with the shoulders of giants Come in on. Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for watching this teaching from our Once a Man, Twice a Child series. For more from Fresh Life Church and to stay up to date, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link below.